2: You're listening to Kane and Corey.
0: Yeah! How the hell are you?
3: My name is Kane. That's Corey. What's up, everybody? Showing off the muscles today. Did you wear the tight shirt on purpose? Because Mike Diamond, our guest here in a few minutes, is uh, all pop. I wore
1: the only shirt I could find. I wore the only shirt that was hanging out of that box right there, and I grabbed it, and I put it on real quick because I had to take a piss this morning, and my fiance's family's out there in the living room. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of detail so, of that story. This was the first shirt that I grabbed when I had to pee pee. So just, just remember that. That's why it's so no, wrinkly.
3: It looks fine. It
1: looks right. better than producer Jay. What's up? Damn hey man, what how are you? Are you? <laughs> what? It's just the first thing he hears on the show. Is you look like shit? What's up, man?
3: <laughs> well, I didn't say that. That's just how you're interpreting it. I did not say he looks like shit. What did it you actually... mean
1: for it to me? What would you? How do you mean for it to sound? Well, that's how he'll take it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Captain Sensitive. He sent me a text yesterday. Uh, he got something wrong as far as today's show prep. Yeah. And he goes, No, you said verbatim, blah, blah, blah. And it couldn't have been further from the truth. Oh, God. I texted him back. I go, No, this is what I said, verbatim. And then he called me right after, which I love. Of course he did. Know. Of course he did. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> Maybe not sure. Yeah. He's I think he's on the phone talking to our guest. Hopefully we're not here. We got we got a, a, we got a huge
1: them. guest today. We've got a big it's a big deal.
3: Yeah. If you want to be inspired today. You've come to the right place. Uh, Valentine's Day weekend—it's the people's least favorite holiday. Did you know that? That's not a surprise to me.
1: See, I like Valentine's Day, but the the most the the, the main thing I like about Valentine's Day is the day after Valentine's Day when everything's fifty percent off. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Who gives a shit about the day itself? I like the chocolate. I like the celebra- the celebratory, you know, candy and diabetes you get from Valentine's Day. That's what I like.
3: You stay away from. The CVS heart-shaped box of chocolates, right? Not the day after Hal- the Valentine's Day, I don't. They're, well, they're gross
1: at full price and they're gross at half price.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <What>? good-
1: <laughs> what?
3: Just because they're
1: half off doesn't mean they taste any better. I don't like the chocolates with the little cherries in it, the little the, the, the syrupy cherries. You know what <laughs> oh, I'm talking about? I hate those. I don't like those. But the other ones are fine if you get the good ones. You, you got to read the back. Do you, you ever do that? you ever read the back of the heart to see which one's which? Like, sometimes. Because you, you know which ones to stay away from. I like to be surprised, though. Yeah, but when you get surprised, you always bite in that one. You're like, what the fuck was that? Is that a chocolate-covered cockroach? What did I (laughs) eat? You put it back. It's not not surprising
3: that you hate cherries,
1: though. You don't. (laughs) Well.
3: (laughs) well. I used to hate them as a kid, but now I love the chocolates with the cherries in them. Do you really? Yeah. I love cherry anything. Anything cherry. Not everything cherry. I'll eat it. What are you talking about? Well, see if that's, <laughs> that's only that only that only makes sense if you're talking about popping a cherry.
1: Ew, I don't like saying that. It's so gross.
3: <laughs> that's you so- said the c word yesterday, but you hate saying <laughs> pop a cherry.
1: That's so weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Corey was just like, eh,
3: that's gross. <laughs> but yeah, nobody likes Valentine's Day. And I noticed some posts yesterday already. Uh, about, oh, it's Galentine's
1: Day weekend. Mm. Those
3: are annoying. Who
1: needs men? We're just going to have fun with the girls. Think about it? It's a time for the gr- Valentine's Day is a very sentimental time for women because it's, it's media's fault. It's portrayed as a kid as the day like Cupid's going to find the one you love and this guy's going to shower you with gifts and this and that. So I feel bad for them. You know what? Go out and hang out with your girls if you have to. I'm trying to convince Alicia to have a Valentine's Day just so I don't have to fucking do the real one. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean?
3: <laughs> what like. That's the message you get from the media, though. What I get from the uh, media, the message I get is uh, Here. Buy this, buy that. She won't love you unless the ring costs at least $3,000. Well, that, like again, that. that's why it's yeah. not
1: fair for men. And maybe that's why we don't want to participate in it. Maybe because our version of Valentine's Day is we got to spend our money and we got to buy them things. And their version of Valentine's Day is they got to get things and if they don't get anything, they're not loved. Mm-hmm. So that's – you know what I'm saying? So that's why they want to participate and we don't because we're the ones who got to shell out the money for the stupid chocolates and fucking $50 flowers. <laughs>
2: those
3: are and the flowers too those the very next day go down to That's the thing 10 is they, bucks
1: the only day that they up the price on flowers is valentine's day That's surge pricing such a supply and demand type of bullshit man yeah they gouge you exactly don't fall for it
3: you should be smart you should celebrate so you don't have to pay top dollar celebrate the following weekend who gives yeah. a shit if you're celebrating on valentine's yeah. day or around it and you know what why celebrate the one day I mean shouldn't she be loving everybody every day
1: that's hard that's yeah. a little bit you know that's i mean they breathe notice- the wrong way you want to smack them down the stairs you know what i mean that's just the other day
0: excuse me <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> They,
1: they what the wrong
3: way and they want to do what smack uh, <laughs> them down the stairs i
1: think he said that just came out wrong but it's hard to love the person no, you love every come day out
3: wrong wait you said <laughs> They Breathe the wrong way, and you want to sl- push him down the stairs
1: like smack him down, yeah, yeah. Like, let's let be happy that he's got a one story house, all right. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's no pushing downstairs in his house, let's just be happy. There's hurt her. no stairs there. I
2: didn't hurt her.
3: We got a rambler. <laughs> <laughs> the only steps I'm pushing her down is the front steps, and that's only three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are so, also aren't happy that the, um, Valentine's Day is the same weekend as Super Bowl Sunday. I saw a couple tweets. Uh, one of them said, I want to talk to whoever decided that Super Bowl Sunday was on Valentine's Day weekend because they're definitely single. What's going God. on, she said. And then there was another video, some woman, I think her name was Ava. She, I jotted this down. She goes, to the person that moved the Super Bowl to Valentine's Day weekend, I don't think you understand how much you ruined it.
1: <laughs> I want to talk to their husbands because they need help. they got to have a support group, their husbands, because this is – they're really? They're worried about – at least it's not all on Super Bowl Sunday. At least yeah. it's the day after. Well, so he's going to be yeah.
3: hungover. He won't be able to pay attention to me because he'll have a headache.
1: Listen, if he doesn't want to pay attention to you that day, he doesn't want to ever pay attention to you ever, okay? Let's be honest. It's not just yeah. – the Super Bowl didn't make him want to not pay attention to you. He just doesn't want to pay attention to you. Don't yeah. blame it on the Super Bowl. Blame it on your damn relationship.
3: You know what it is to me? It's the force, the forcing me to pay attention to you. I don't like to be told what to do. So I'd be
1: more apt to not pay attention to you on Valentine's Day just because I'm supposed to. Why don't you reciprocate? You know what I mean? You want him to do something good for you on Valentine's Day. How about this is the the Super Bowl's way of giving you a chance to do something good for him. Let him enjoy his day for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Let him eat his nachos. And then if you do that for him, I guarantee you the next day he's going to be happy and feel good about his relationship. And he's going to want to do something for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at this in a negative manner, look at it as a way to get whatever the hell you want the next day.
3: There you go. I like that. Let him hear the announcers during the Super Bowl and don't ask him what he thought of the last episode of And Just Like That. (laughs) 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 Try that.
2: I bet you have a great Valentine's Day. (laughs)
3: Uh, All right. Let's let's get Mike in here. It's a perfect segue into uh, Mike Diamond. uh, a dose of positivity is what we're about to have. That's the name of our guest's book and his podcast. He's a life coach, an in-demand motivational speaker, TV personality, interventionist. What doesn't this man do? He's also uh, a guy I used to run around with back in my partying days. Oh, uh, in fact, shit. If you're part of the scene in New York City, you know exactly who this guy is. It's my buddy. I love him. Mike Diamond. What's up, Mike?
0: What's going on? How yeah.
3: Yeah, turns the music might a little loud that for, that uh, for Mike, but...
1: <laughs> I don't know, he looked like he's a rocker. I just had yeah, to put it on for him. He you know? is. I, mean, I understand, but the walk-in music should have happened during the introduction. Right. Well, I...
3: <laughs> hey, Mike, you to... know a good producer?
0: Sorry, what is
3: it? Do you know a good producer? We got to get rid of Jay. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. That's like Jay's good. Jay's good. Lay him the
3: line. The line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he talked <sighs> to you on the phone a couple of days ago. Like, a couple minutes, whatever. You guys were testing the signal. He calls me. He goes, oh, my God, this dude's amazing. In yeah. just the, in this, the short amount of time you guys spoke. There's a yeah, lot to
1: Watch ge- out because he's trying to find a man to have sex with his wife. So be careful, Mike. <laughs> oh, get strung into that.
0: He is. Jay's a cuck. He's a cuck, but that's okay. Real <laughs> There's <laughs> no, a lot she to likes get to.
1: Go-tease. She likes goatees. I'm just letting you know. All
3: right. Oh, my God. Jay, Jay shut Mute no, no, yourself, Jay, please. Shut up. The goal
0: with guests
2: scared.
3: is
0: to not make them feel uncomfortable. Oh, dude, it's very hard to make me go uncomfortable. Come on, dude, this shit. I've well, done. you're on
3: the west coast. It's fucking what? What is it? Six a.m. there. Thanks for waking up early.
0: I didn't. I'm up at three in the morning. Oh wow. <laughs> three How in the do you morning
1: a positive lifestyle.
0: <laughs> you know, this is a. We'll get into it. So, Kane knew me. Check this out. This is a true fucking story. I met Kane 20 years ago. Okay, I met Kane in 1999. Through Booker, Booker was my friend, and he said I got this friend Kane. So we did this big event uh, for VH1, and Kane and Booker decide to go into the bathroom back then and have some fun. So they're getting tossed out by security. They're they're my friends, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what are you doing? The guys, like, dude, they're in the bathroom doing some shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what they're doing. They're coming back inside. I'll put them at the bath. <laughs> Stay the fuck out of the way. They're my friends. I can do whatever they want. If they're snorting the porcelain off the fucking walls, I don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Booker comes up to me. He goes, I'll be honest with you. I thought I was done at K Rock. I thought I was done for the rest of my life. He goes, You just walked over and told that guy to fuck off. I'm like, dude, we can do whatever we want. Like, to whatever we want. New York City back in the day, I used to do blow in front of cops.
3: And never lost it. Yeah, there was a time where uh, I lived in Hell's Kitchen, and there was a precinct. Still, It's still there, right around the corner on 54th Street. I lived on 53rd. It was one of those—I was, was probably with you. It was one of those those mornings I was coming back, and it was like 5, 6 in the morning. And uh, I saw a cop that I knew, and I had my hands in my pockets. It was wintertime. I pulled it out real quick to say uh, hello and give him a handshake. And boop, boop, a bag of Coke plopped out of my pocket. He folds his arms. He, he looks down. This is the Coke. He looks slowly up back at me, and he goes— pick that up and go the fuck home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The neighbors needed sugar. I don't know what, they just needed a little bit.
0: That's what we used to do. So the crazy thing is, right? So I opened a bar in 2004 called Snitch with Scott Weiland, Mm -hmm. Duff Duff McKagan, and uh, Brett Scallion from Fuel. Mm -hmm. And Kane and Booker would come every night. They would just hang out, right? I didn't expect this bar to take off, Velvet Revolver booker used to always say to me he's like did you have a kitchen did you have a chef i said no we had to have a place with a kitchen he's like where's the chef i'm like i fucking don't have a chef yeah. well all we used to do is go in the back and do blog. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we would dude mike
3: we go back there at 11 p.m i would walk into the bar about 11 11 30. find you i had just saw my guy we go into the kitchen we wouldn't come out of the kitchen until 4:30. i'd be like where is everybody
1: you had a kitchen it, just for drugs? Like it was just a drug kitchen? Was, no, you weren't even yes. cooking anything, not, not even Hot Pockets? No,
0: no. <laughs> so what it was is that in New York back in the day, it was like a 70-30 rule. So mm-hmm. 70% had to be yes. kitchen, 30% pass yeah. So yeah. I bullshitted them, right? It's the craziest story. So there was a Greek restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is how it came down. There was a Greek restaurant on 21st and 6th. And I was, I had a, I was partners in a restaurant next door. And I went upstairs and the little Greek, I'm part Greek, was struggling. And I was sitting in the bar doing shots with him, doing blow. There's no one in there, a little Greek lady scene. Yeah. And uh, I said, Would you give me the bar? And he's like, What do you mean? I'm like, Well, give me the bar. Like, uh, give me the lease. I'll give you 20 grand right now. He's like, For what? I said, Well, you're not going to make any money. Just give me the bar. So this fucking idiot gives me the lease, gives me the bar. Yeah. Signs the bar over to me. Yeah. So I go next door to my friend and I said, I just took the bar next door. He's like, what do you mean? I go, I don't know, I just took it. We should do a rock bar there. No bullshit. Brett Scallion calls me an hour two hours later and said, hey, man, I'm friends with Duff. Could you find a space to do like a rock bar? I said, do you not believe this? I just took the the next door green. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. And he goes, I swear to you, I can get Duff. So I didn't know them. That was Brett. That was all Brett. The poor guy got fucked in the end. But that was all Brett. He then gets Scott on the phone out of fucking nowhere, and Wyland goes, "Well, I want in." And then, <laughs> as soon as me and Scott met, it was just fucking chaos. We were like best friends, like yeah. best fucking friends. And we opened within fifteen days. We didn't have any permits. We blacked oh. out all the windows. Stayed there twenty four seven. The Velvet Revolver played the opening night. And by default, it became the hottest place. You had so there was no, every, you, got,
1: you had no liquor license, no nothing. You just oh, winged it. Fuck. <laughs> bullshit.
3: I can't wow. even tell you how it was. It was, it, I'm sad every time I see the old logo. Uh, it, was the, it was the greatest place in New York City. It was phenomenal.
0: You, you could go, look, I, I, to me, because I'll tell you why. I was born in Perth, which is the most isolated capital city in the world. And no bands played in but You Perth. said
1: Perth? Yeah, Perth. That's what that. Uh, that's what that college was, the Edith Edith Rowan College we talked about the other yeah, day. Kane. Yeah, 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 that college is yeah, in Perth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. And what I wanted to do is create an experience for people, and the whole point was let me get the biggest band in the world on the smaller stage. Wow. Hmm. So you could come in and go, oh, dude. Did you just fucking see that? I just yeah. saw Corn, or I mm-hmm. saw Slipknot, or I saw Papa Roach, or I saw Velvet Revolver, and everyone thought I was joking. Now I was always coked up, I was <laughs> all cocaine <laughs> so you'd probably go, "This guy's out of his fucking mind." He's probably joking, but then it worked. Yeah, and every every night we will pack. They're like, "You really pulled this off?" I'm like, "I guess I did." Let's just go do more blow. You know how
3: you you know how you always come up with these uh, world changing, earth shattering events and ideas when you're on coke. <laughs> That's the only one that ever came to fruition.
1: Hey Kane, was this a was this a whole plot to get me to uh, want to do cocaine? Is this the motivation <laughs> thing you were talking?
3: About? Great no. things
1: have come from cocaine. Okay, I'm
2: in. Let's do it. I don't want you to do it now.
0: That was then. That's so true. That because I remember when we I will never forget. This guy would bring bands to snitch the place, and we'd all do a bunch of coke. And he would be so coked up, he would just say to the bands, "He'd go, look, if I just walk you in and you meet Mike, you're getting a record deal." So this- <laughs> we do all this flow and the bands would come in they'd be talking to me and I'm like why are these guys so eager and they're like trying to be my friends and everything and afterwards like they'd leave and they'd be disappointed I'd just do my thing years later he goes dude I gotta confess I would tell these bands we'd just show up and you'd get them a record deal if we did blow with you
2: and i am like yeah you're fucking bad. that's <laughs> awesome
0: what are you talking about yeah that's what it was that's and then true. it was well, complete that's- sorry go
3: that's the years those are the the, the uh, we can tell many more stories but they're all the same we did blow until four in the morning and blah 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 uh what i'm curious now to know is is man i mean you completely turned it around and uh, can you tell the story how you just decided just one day spur of the moment this is the first time i heard the story was a couple days ago talking to you to on the phone how you just decided to quit and where you were when you decided to quit
0: yeah of course so at the time it came would know this, we were shooting a VH one show, me and Scott Wyland. And I was his sidekick and it was this guy from Australia owning a bar with Scott Wyland. VH One gave us a pilot. I bullshitted them. I said, I've got all this footage, which I did have, mm-hmm. but they didn't think Scott was gonna do it. And I made Scott fly in and sign a contract. They're like, There's no way going will do it. I said he'll do it for me and he did it. So while we were shooting, I was fucking out of my mind. He was out of his mind we were all out of our minds came yeah. Everyone. Was. well i remember
3: who i remember you'd, you'd have me hey come to this place we're gonna we're gonna film okay whatever the, the bar was we're gonna film and then uh and i'm thinking who i'm gonna be in it and then like you know every now and again the camera would pan to me way in the background i'm like hey
1: hey <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but no i
3: get it you, you know, never it
1: like one of those little fit the middle fish from spongebob that are in the back is like this <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what about me hi scott scott
0: so good. So what happened was one night I was with Scott and it's a true story, I was coked up with him and his wife called Mary and he had he had his son and she's like, I'm leaving with the kids and I was like, Ooh, it's pretty serious. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're doing well She meant leaving like
1: she's leaving she's leaving him.
0: I'm done, I'm done. Oh, and and I looked at him and I had that moment, that sober moment, and I said, What are we gonna do? And he's like, "I'm fucking Scott Wyland. I don't give a fuck." (laughs) Oh my god! And my heart kind of sank because I kind of had this—not that I put him on a pedestal—but I'm a kid from Perth, and I'm in the belly of the beast, and I'm shooting a VH1 show, and I've got all these things that superficially look really good, but I was fucking lost,
1: yeah, spiritually
0: bankrupt. So I got in a cab called a friend of mine who was, I'm 16 years sober, he was 16 years sober, I said, look, I think I need to give this sobriety thing a chance because I did it when I was a kid, but something happened tonight and just, it didn't feel right. I walked into a fucking AA meeting and like the typical addict I am, did did everything that a psycho sober person would do, three meetings a day. No one did an intervention on me, I just fucking went to meetings, yeah. helped people, and then became this crazy sober person like I'm done and it was literally this is the craziest story I was detoxing someone in a rehab the Weiland died in the back of his tour bus oh
2: shit, Ooh. man
3: wait say that again you broke up a little bit The day,
0: the day I was detoxing this client because I thought I, so this is a crazy story so I had a I I did a bunch of TV shows like New York Inc all these TV shows right and then I was, I got an agent and I was like, you know, I think I should just get people sober for a living. So th- it's just crazy. This lady hires me, the bullshit. she's like, will you go anywhere at any time? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gives me an address to find someone and the kid's in a crack house. Mm. I go, what do I do? She's like, can you take him to rehab? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So I'm in the crack house with a kid. I take him out and, uh, I'm like, he can't he can't go now. I'll get a Motel 6. So I lay on the floor for five days in this Motel 6.
1: That's about it. That's appropriate for crack.
0: You know what I mean? What, <laughs> you want to you can't, you can't, you be doing the Marriott. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not going I you're mean, not bringing a crack in into, yeah. into the fucking. If, you, yeah, if into you're going to throw up a lot on a floor of a motel, make it Motel 6. <laughs> I would have chose Red Roof Inn, but Motel 6 is good. <laughs>
0: it was in my budget at the time.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I, I ship him on a plane, and the lady calls me back that gets me the job. She's like, "What did you do?" I said, "Well, you told me to get him to rehab." She goes, "But you spent five days in a fucking motel six with him." I said, "You gave me a job." Yeah. She's like, "What are you talking about? The guys I hire don't do this." Yeah. I go, "Well, well, well what are you talking about? You you gave me a fucking job to get people sober. This ain't yeah. a fucking joke. People die." Yeah. So instantly, I became this guy. That would go anywhere at any time to get people
1: sold off. you're like a fixer but like actually fixing people like like you yeah know what like, mean? like like a like a fucking bounty hunter the yeah. crackheads <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how that happened <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that tv show They're like, they, fucking, they, fucking see, they fucking see you and they just like they just jump, jumping over buildings and lifting cars and shit, dude i'd watch that
0: I got to tell you something fucked up, okay? So this is funny. So I don't know if you guys ever saw the Paris Hilton documentary, and Paris Hilton was saying that these guys came into her house and dragged her off in the middle of the night.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't no, I don't think so. No. Oh,
0: okay. I get paid to do that sometimes.
1: That's wow. I, that, Some people need that though. That's like it's
0: a legal kidnapping.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> just, do you have to I break into, or do they at least let you in? No, this is the best thing. You'll love this. So. I meet the parents they're all fucked up and then they give me a contract and that means the, I own the kid he's under 18 they can't do anything so I come in with two heavies but I hide the heavies it's just me and I'm trying to be nice and I try to do it like like a real intervention it's like hey you're making bad yeah. choices disempowering yeah. choices just come with me and I'll drive you across state lines and we'll be good Yeah. The kid's high on drugs he's like fuck you motherfucker I'm like okay <laughs> the first guy comes in he's like 260 pounds I'm like it's me and him yeah Kids like starts to think about it. Then the, the next guy comes in, he's about 270 80 pounds. And they're like, I'm like, Look, it's three of us, we're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, like we're gonna zip tie you and put you in the back of the car. Yeah, like, I, don't care, I don't care how fast you are, like yeah. I'm gonna put my hands on you. They usually punch me, attack me. I grab him, we zip tie him. Me drive across straight lines.
2: That's fucking nuts. wow. This
1: the fact that this is not a show or like Seriously. a YouTube channel or that this is not televised is beyond me because this could be ma- this. Like, I know I make good money from Facebook and YouTube stuff, but this could make way more money than I've ever <laughs> Seriously. thought. Call
3: VH1 and say I got another show for you. Because yeah. <laughs> this seriously, it's a great idea. If there's a dog, the bounty hunter, why isn't there an Dude, interventionist?
1: Netflix got it's the perfect. witch hunter. Netflix has Netflix has witch hunter. Why can't we have crack hunter? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got, gonna you go got, go got long more... hair and you've got the look. Like why not? <laughs> crack
2: hunter. <laughs>
0: come in, come in like Game of Thrones, right and fuck people up. Like, yeah. So yeah.
1: It could Sk- be
3: a spinoff
0: of Intervention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interventionist. The that's intro really is just you walking down Skid Row with a fucking bat. They're all running away. <laughs> all jokes aside, though, it's pretty cool that you do that. I mean, there's the fact that you actually go in and you actually are helping people like that's a, that's amazing. Like that's, but that's that's another aspect of the story is like you got this part that's kind of like satirical and funny because like you're you're catching them, it, it, but then you got the part to where like people can see the fact that like you've actually helped them out and like they got healthy. You know, that's great. Cool.
0: Well, here's the thing that's really mind-blowing so one of my personal friends now is scott whilean's son noah okay and if you want to get really deep right and i told him this um i got him off and i was a beautiful kid um so when when noah was four my son's age i was doing drugs with scott
1: no shit yeah Mm. wow
0: scott's dead yeah i'm alive yeah that
3: poor kid. I mean, I know you probably don't want to give up too much, but does he have a lot of uh, ghosts? I can't imagine growing up as Scott Weiland's son and seeing what he saw, and now as an adult, you He's know, he was one of the most he, he band- kids.
0: He's yeah. one of the most beautiful kids in the world. He's one of the most talented kids in the world. Um, I, I believe he'll 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 be okay. Like I'm there for him twenty four seven. I mean, he posts he, he posts about me helping him and stuff, but so I'm not like like breaking any anonymity here. Right. Um, He's a beautiful kid, but what's crazy? This is what's crazy. Is some of the people that I used to party with, I now get their kids soda.
2: Yeah. Mm.
3: Wow. And there you are on the other side of it, helping them out.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> the fucking guy in the fucking basement doing a blow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you. But the thing is, you you decided that you wanted help. You can't help someone that doesn't want help. You know what I mean? No, no, you decided that you, you you decided that you wanted help, and you got it for yourself.
0: Here's the thing that people don't understand. People say, oh, you save lives. I can't save someone's life. There's no such thing as saving a life. What I can do is intervene and help someone make a better choice. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's no saving a life. I can't fucking... There's no saving a life. You're going to die anyway. But are you going to die fucking messed up? Or are you going to die healthy and and making good choices and being of service to others?
3: Yeah. What was it that made you trust that sudden... Gut feel i'm sure you didn't expect to quit cocaine that one night while you were shooting the vh1 show with scott wyland doing drugs what made you trust that sudden feeling
0: okay so i believe intuitively that we're all connected to something bigger you can call it a source you can call it god you can call it an infinite intelligence if you read the book um think and grow rich napoleon hill talks about infinite intelligence so i believe there's an energy that runs through all of us and connects us all when i feel that energy I have so much faith in the process and i'll tell you why i won a green card in a lottery okay hmm. this is how to come here get. yeah you so know they calls.
1: have lotteries for that shit.
0: this, this is the crazy story <laughs> <That's fucked up. laughs> I, I was at acting school i was at acting school and a teacher that i was with took advantage of a student in front of me
2: hmm. he,
0: he drugged us i couldn't help her the next day at class i went to the dean and said look you need to kick this motherfucker out or I'll leave because we went with him. He drugged the girl. The girl didn't want me to say anything, but she couldn't have been treated like that. Right. Damn. The Dean goes to me, <clears throat> you have to leave then. I said, I'll leave. I was walking down an open air mall in Australia and there was guys selling clothes. So I knew the guy that ran the shop and I walked in off the street and I said, here's the deal. I need a job. I'll work for free. I need a job, I'm moving to America." He's like, you're out of your fucking mind, don't you at acting school? I said, forget that. He said, I'll make you a deal. If you think you're such a badass, the next person that walks in, if you can sell them clothes, I'll give you a job. Now, preparation, opportunity is luck. Okay, so I'm mm-hmm. with luck. A lady walks in, it's a menswear store. I said, no problem. I said to the guys, give me fucking space. I went to acting school, I can improvise, I'm a pretty savvy guy. Yeah. So I let her walk around the store and I'm like, okay, throw a bait. I said, are you looking for something for your husband or your son? She said, my son. I said, perfect. Is he about my size? She says, yes. So perfect. So what I do is I look in the window because I know that obviously the stock is in the window, I don't know the stock. And I grab the outfit out of the window in my size. I fucking go in the change room and Mm -hmm. put it on. And she looks at me and she goes, I'll take it. And I turn around at the store and I go, see, motherfucker. Yeah. I got a job.
1: Yeah. You made her her visualize it on her son. You basically, you turned you into her son. She saw it and looked good. And she's like, I want it for him. Yeah. Yep.
0: So he gives me a job. I worked there for six months. I'm making a ton of money. I was like 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And he offers me an area manager's position. I say, no, I'm moving to America. He goes, you're out of your fucking mind my gut feeling is, <laughs> keep following the gut feeling this lady comes in I do the same song and dance she goes what are you doing in a fucking clothes store I said I'll be honest with you I want to move to America you know what she says to me she goes you should enter the green card lottery I'm like you're out of your fucking mind on peyote buy the clothes the next day I'm stoned cleaning the shop window and I see her walking down the mall with some fucking with the bags and I said to the guy I work with she's gonna return the clothes I bullshitted her I go, hide in the fucking back. <laughs> she comes in the store and she goes, where's the other guy? And my friend, he said, he's in the stock room. She said, I bought him the green card lottery ticket. Wow.
2: Wow. wow. Holy drunk. shit. She
1: got it for you. She got it for you.
0: She fucking bought it for me. How's this? I go up to her. I said, look, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'll fucking hide in the back thinking you're going to return the clothes. <laughs> never saw her again. She hugs me. And she's like, I fucking hope you win a green card.
1: That's crazy.
0: I go to the embassy the next day. And I said, <clears> look, <throat> can you really win a green card in a lottery? I don't want to sound like a cracker. Yeah, send it in. You probably won't win. I send it in. I go to the guy I work with. I'm going to take a $500 bet with you. He said, what? I said, I guarantee you I win a green card. He's like, what? I go, oh, bet me $500. I'm, ba- I'm going to blind bet you. Mm-hmm. Six months later, the fucking American embassy sends me a fucking piece of paperwork saying, you want a fucking green card? That's wild.
3: That is crazy. And then you go to your buddy, you go to your buddy, it says, see, and he goes, yeah, but the bet was only for four months. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> this was, There's a clause right here. <laughs> this
3: this was. You didn't hear me say that? No, I said that. I said four months, the six months. Though. That's bullshit.
1: Because <laughs> I, I had I had a similar story a couple times. I used to work at this place called Bell's Outlet, and it was a it was a it was a clothing store, kind of like you, you're talking about. And my mom was a manager at one of them, and I couldn't find a job, and I was down and out, so I just worked there. And every day, I'd have old ladies come up. Why are you working here? Why are you working here? They got to a point where I was like, fuck. Why am I working here? I quit. I got a jail, uh, job as a cell phone salesman and a guy, guy came in one time and bought like 65 phones for his business. And he looks at me and he goes, you're not supposed to be here. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you're very you're very uh, well spoken and he goes, you're very entertaining and your mannerisms, he goes, you need to be in entertainment. And my whole life I've been thinking about being in entertainment and you know what? He said that to me and I still remember his face to this day, I wish I knew his name because I'd thank him. I think the next week I quit and I got an internship at a radio station because of th- that guy's motivate, like pushing me to do so and it's been ever since like I that that guy kind of like came in and like I didn't rewire my cuz I already knew what I wanted to do but he kind of like gave me that confidence that day and I was like you know what this guy's right and just and I pushed me into it
0: yeah, so if we go back the reason I follow my God is that if i if i would have taken a linear approach which was like go to acting school mm-hmm. do the wrong thing not call out the teacher right the the universe wouldn't have got me the green card
2: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Because the universe got me into the store and then the universe brought the lady in and the universe gave me the fucking green card and yeah. now I live in fucking America. Yeah. And have an incredible life. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I always follow what feels right and have faith in the process of showing up.
1: That's, yeah, I, I feel that. I,
0: you know what I mean? I don't look at things in, in like a linear way. Like, I don't, they call it Newtonian and, and, and like quantum, right? So. We know that if we get in a plane, it's going to travel a certain time and a certain distance. That's Newtonian physics, Mm -hmm. right? Quantum Mm -hmm. physics is a little different. That's putting something out in the universe that anything's possible. And if Mm -hmm. I just keep staying in the process, the law of attraction states like attracts like. I'm going to attract that that is like me on that frequency.
1: And that's the secret. There you go. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, too many people are so afraid to make those leaps. They want to stay in their comfort and they, they're taught they're taught to go to school. You're taught to get the job that you that you went to school for. You're taught this and that. People are so afraid to just step out of their comfort zone to do what they want to do. You know what I mean? We were afraid to to quit our job. We were afraid. We didn't know. We, I mean, we—we we, it's not that we were afraid. We really wanted to see where we could take it but we knew what we wanted to do and kinda we we kinda made it happen for ourselves. But some people are just so like They get so they're not even comfortable because they they don't like what they're doing. It's just that they think that there's nothing else for them, although there is, and that you it's attainable. They just
0: so when I was talking to Kane, here's the difference where people make the mistake, okay? So you know how people say affirmations Mm -hmm. like I am this. Affirmations Mm -hmm. are bullshit. I'll tell you why. A fucking tiger doesn't wake up in the morning and say, I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger.
1: (laughs) i'm fast i'm mean and i'm gonna eat some shit today
0: (laughs) tony the tiger does i bet though he's great so my point is it's beyond i am you have to know it in your soul
1: no you got yeah absolutely yeah
3: but what's the difference i asked you this on the phone like because we all have those instances and moments maybe many of them where you feel like you really want to go here go there you got someone talking to you the inner voice how can you tell the difference between you just fucking between, do it yeah but like you know what what right. if it's how do you know the difference between it's a real one or a fake one i mean there's a lot of voices you'll at least never in know my unless head.
1: you take the jump you'll never know unless you try it
0: okay here's the thing what do you guys think build self-confidence what is self-confidence to you guys
1: confidence is uh, to me doing something and knowing you're going to do a good job and, and knowing that, knowing that, knowing in you that you are good enough for the job.
3: Okay. Believe, so yeah, to... believing in myself to know that I can go ahead and, cause I do, I believe that I can do anything if I put my mind to it. But, you know, sometimes that takes a backseat to, like you were talking about, like you let reality set in or the,
1: the you get comfortable. You get, what, you get yeah. right.
3: Or what you, others start chattering in your head and you let them overtake what you really want
0: to do. Okay. So self confidence is all about skill set. If you're skillful at something, you're self confident, right? Yeah. So so you could talk all day about going to a boxing class, but then you get in there against a professional fighter and he'll knock your fucking teeth through your throat, right? Because mm-hmm. he's learned the skills. So the only way to become self-confident is to work hard and do the 10,000 hours in your skills, OK? So when you call me and you said you're worried about work, I'm like, how could you be worried? You've done 20 years on fucking radio. Yeah. Man. I don't give a fucking Jimmy choo yeah. starts a podcast next uh-huh. week. And that's 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 news. what I was
1: that's what I would try to tell Kane every day. I'm like, "Listen, dude, we know this. We do this. Like you you are who you are. Like no one could take that. We have so much ahead of everyone else just starting." Because of what we have done, like what mm-hmm. you've done, Kane. You've already got the voice, and you've already—you know—I was—I was in New Orleans this past weekend, and one of the girls who's best friends with Alicia, uh, she, she comes up to me and she goes, "You know, you're good on the podcast, but that Kane guy, he's really good." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, yeah, I know." <laughs> Did they mention no. anything about me? No. Uh, they said his depression is crippling. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shut the fuck up <laughs> Whatever. Nobody treat true. me Mike wait, wait, treat everybody, me.
3: everybody quiet he's saying nice things about me Hang on no, It's <laughs>
1: true what you're saying though Because the the boxing analogy analogy you just gave Is something I actually went through personally I told, I told Kane one day I looked at him and I said I think I'm going to be a professional boxer And he goes no fucking way You don't have the time And I said fuck that Watch me. I went every day, six days a week, three hours a day for a whole year. And I fought a two-time world champion eight months later. Yeah. I, I, was, I mean, did I get, I've got a broken nose, bruised ribs. I fucked myself up a bunch of times, Torn rotator cuff, but I, yeah, you're right. You put in the work. If you're confident, you could do it. Just fucking do it.
3: It's so yeah. weird, Mike, Did you know that he bought, when you started telling that story given the analogy of the boxing, I'm like, I'm like, this is weird. Cause Corey yeah. just went through exactly what you're talking yeah, yeah. about right now. That was
0: weird. No, I didn't know it, but but that that goes back to my point of the tiger, right? So when Siegfried and Roy got all upset because the tiger fucked them up, when a tiger quits work, you get killed.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: huh? Yeah. It's a severance package. Yeah.
0: It's like I'm, I'm a fucking tiger. I'm
1: done working <laughs> for you. I'm a fucking yeah.
0: <laughs> Five hundred pounds. It's like when people get up get upset when they kill a whale, kill someone. It's at the front of his name. He's a killer fucking whale. Yeah,
1: literally. That they'll say the, the whale's still on the loose. Yeah, bitch. He lives on the loose. What is he? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does you, you went into his steve. house <laughs> it's you don't get
0: killer steve yeah. out of prison <laughs> to run the daycare and then when killer steve fucks everyone up you're like i didn't expect that yeah. Killer Steve. he just fucked a bunch of people up now he's running a daycare the what, tiger killed carted?
1: someone the tiger killed someone no fucking way <laughs> 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 that's the elephant stampeded you what <laughs>
3: Hey, uh, Mike, I want to switch gears. I want to go to, uh, you told me two great stories. I want to talk about how you were supposed to not even be here right now. You were supposed to have been dead uh, a while ago. And then I also want you to tell the story about how you helped the uh, the woman with stage four cancer. I want to bring in Sister Robin uh, to the conversation. There she is, Sister Robin. Hi. Uh, you just started, first of all, I want to ask you, you just started your new chemo yesterday. How'd it go? Uh, it went good, it
4: actually went really good.
3: Did it? Amazing. Excellent. Excellent. Now, is this one experimental or?
4: Um, it's one of the uh, trials. It was the first one I went into that I had the anaphylactic shot to.
3: Okay. So, oh, right. And yeah. they somehow they somehow tweaked it so you wouldn't uh, have that same reaction this time.
4: Yep, I it and then they gave me a bunch of um like Benadryl and stuff. So I slept a lot of it. Uh, they had yeah, a like a fucking rock. Book. What's that?
1: If you took Benadryl, you slept like a rock, you're probably out.
4: You know what, my sister was in there and I was like telling her I kept falling asleep and having dreams, but she was like, no, because they had to wake you up every 15 minutes to scan your bracelet and increase. So Mm. I'd be asleep and then they kept waking me, but I slept like, I mean, I really kept falling asleep, but uh, I mean, it was fine. And we were in there 11 and a half hours, so.
2: Wow.
3: Well, yeah. Mike, she's uh, she's fighting and, and beating stage four ovarian cancer, and uh, she's just... Uh...
0: So uh, I had a situation where a friend of mine got called, and they called me up, and she had stage four melanoma in her anus. And they said it's the most rare cancer ever, and she's going to die, get hospice. And I said, like, no, no, don't, don't, don't get hospice, just yeah. give me a chance. So I, I researched a bunch of stuff, and I found out there was a UCLA doctor that did dealt with this, that you had to be stage four. So I rang the person 36 times, finally got through. They thought I was a psycho. 36
3: times you called this doctor.
0: Yeah, 36 times on my 36 messages. And they called me back and yeah, just kept going. I, I, once I get the itch, I keep scratching, which is a good thing about being an addict. And um, he finally called me back and we met with that doctor and he said, look, you're not in my, uh, my network, but I have another doctor that could help you. So we went to the next doctor and they said we've got a bunch of trial medication. Are you willing to try it? And I said to them, just try it. Just you never know what's going to happen. It's a sixteen-week course. She's in full remission now. Damn. Okay. Um, fully, what we did now. There's a famous guy called Joe dispenser He actually helped me heal. You could go onto his videos. He's the king of um, healing and there's a frequency called the Solfeggio frequencies that was created years ago that you can use for your body healing and energy center healing. What people don't know is when they chant the uh, OM, it's 420 Hertz, okay? So there's different Hertz that run through the body and vibrations that if you put these vibrations through the body, they help the body actually realign and heal. Dr. Joe Dispenza is probably one of the greatest at doing this. so, what happened in 2017 is my appendix burst and I went into septic shock, and the doctor gave me a 50 50 chance of living. Mm. And I was rotted out from the septus. I have colitis. So, he's like, I'm going to take your colon out. I said, Look, leave my colon in. When I went back to see him, he said, Look, you're done. Like, in six weeks, you'll be dead with colon cancer um, if you don't take your colon out. I said, Not going to happen. i'm Not taking my fucking colon out. <laughs> So, I can't. Just not going to have a bag. Yeah, he's like, I don't want a bag. I don't want a bag. bag. Even if it's made by Prada, it's still a Keep my
1: colon in. Don't you're not taking Not my fucking colon. Do you say, even if it's a Prada?
0: If it's a Prada bag, it's still a poo bag. Come on. (laughs) I'm not that guy. You don't
3: want to poop in a Prada bag anyway.
0: Robin (laughs) knows that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what happened is I went on Joe Dispenser. I messaged him. I read all these books and I said, what do I do? I heard you healed yourself by yourself. How do I do this? And he said, "Look, the mind and body connection, mind and gut connection is the most important thing. You can have no negative thoughts. you have to really, really, really implement it in your subconscious mind and deweed any negative that you will heal. More than that, you are healed. Hmm. So I got up at three in the morning, that's what started the three in the morning thing, mm-hmm. and do these hour two- hour meditations with Joe dispenser, what Joe Dispenser gave me and study all his work. And within six weeks, I went back to the same doctor and was healed. And he's like, this is, what What are you talking about? How did you heal yourself? I said, well, you're an ass because you gave me 1% chance, Mm but like this, maybe I'm the 1%, maybe I'm the guy. And I told him, I told him every day, I said, I'm gonna tell a story about this, and you're wrong. You should Mm -hmm. never doubt the human potential and the power of faith. And what can be done if i believe in myself and i believe it can be done yeah so ever since then i went on around 30 half marathons in 30 days a year later with a with a hernia and i was told i'd never run again okay um i've healed myself naturally from ulcerative colitis i never have any issues with the ulcerative colitis so just like the frequency of food everyone has a frequency and you have to clear out any negative frequency in your life because everything works on a vibrational level, Mm -hmm. okay? The universe vibrates at a certain level and toxic energy and toxic people are a lower vibration and they make us sick. That's why literally your thinking can make you sick. Because I'll give you a perfect example, okay? Sorry cut you off. If you have sexual thoughts all day, what happens?
1: you can beat get, off later of no ah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah right yeah. you get horny you get yeah. horny, right yeah okay okay so think about this thought right having the sexual thought it stimulates the, the lower centers which is the groin right
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay look at a neg- look at an anger thought that sits in the gut
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay serotonin is in the stomach people don't know that and in the brain so if I can get into my heart chakra which is my fourth energy center, and be compassionate, loving, and take care of myself, and then go everywhere from above the heart chakra up into my pioneer gland, which is the top chakra, I can vibrate at a level that I don't get sick.
1: Is that why vibrators make women so happy?
0: God, come on. Leave it to <laughs> I was
3: I was all <laughs> waiting for what Robin was going to say and what Robin was going to ask and how Robin felt about what, what he just said. He was like three, four minutes in a row of heartfelt I direction and instruction. He
1: said, he said, anus twice, then colon, then vibration. You can't say that around me. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> like,
3: well, Robin, what are you, you know, thinking?
4: I have to make you laugh because they wanted to take out my colon and give me the uh, colostomy bag and renee was in the room and she was crying because i said no and the doctor said well what if it's going to save your life and i said no way in hell
2: i'm gonna
1: die with a butthole yeah there
4: was no way that with everything else they were doing to me was i gonna walk around with the colostomy bag no way i said no to that um but i i believe exactly what he's saying because the we just switched doctors and my doctor said you know yeah, I have an incurable cancer and he gave me a year. My new doctor just said to me, I'm not God. I'm not giving you anything. I don't I look at me. If I didn't tell people I have cancer, I do not look like I have cancer.
1: No, nope, not at all. I don't
4: feel like I have cancer. Yeah, I have pain because of where my cancer is. Right now I have, you know, fluid in the lungs, outside the lungs in the chest somewhere. I have a lot of pain. But unless I tell people, Nobody knows. I don't believe anybody who thinks that I'm dying. What the doctor just explained to us, even with the we're doing three chemo's, and he said, "I'm never going into remission. I'm always going to live with this cancer." I don't 100% believe that either. I believe that in my mind, and for all the reasons, I want to live. I'm going to. I'm gonna. Like he said, I'm. I'm not God. I know what he probably is thinking, but I really do believe. I'm going to beat what everybody is thinking or saying. I don't think I'm dying in a year. I don't think I'm dying in two years. I think my mind is going to outbeat this. When I get the fluid away um, and I get some of the pain out of where the cancer is in these other areas in my ribs and some of the other spots, I feel like a month from now, if this chemo starts working, I'm going to be back in the gym. And I need that. I need to build my strength back up
1: you can't I mean, trust them because they're her the her ones home. that told you you weren't sick in the first place. The doctors, the professionals are the ones that told you for the longest time that you weren't sick. You remember? Years, so why so are you going to trust them well, now that you're going yeah. to, yeah, if they didn't know before, what do they know now? You know? Right.
3: Great point. Mike, what do you I think?
4: Know that I'm going to make a big comeback. I know that I'm going to be here in a year. My, my mind believes it because like I say all the time, <laughs> I mean, my mom has gone through absolute hell in four years. My mother has lost, her twin, her brother, my father. I'm not gonna leave my mom. I'm not leaving my family. I you know, i I just got a, a great start, a brand new life, and I'm not going anywhere. I don't care who thinks I'm dying. Um, I'm not. I mean, no, not. I want to stay, and my mind is telling me, you're staying, you're not going anywhere.
0: Here's uh, the thing, Robin, it is a, it, it, you go beyond believing you know you're fine. Does that make sense? You have to tell yourself it's already done. I know I'm gonna heal. I I knew I was gonna heal. There was no fucking doubt in my mind I was gonna heal. I give myself no doubt, right? When he said 1%, I said, dude, imagine if I owned 1% of Amazon. Mm. I, I want to be the 1%. I want to be the guy that people tell stories about. And that's, that's the seed of hope I plant into people every day. I'm just a regular guy that's willing to pay the price. That's it. And I do the work. There is no way in the world someone is gonna fucking diagnose you and tell you that you're gonna die. Who the fuck gives that guy the power? Seriously, exactly. I've, wa- I've watched fucking people that should, I should have been dead years ago from all the cocaine drinking and bullshit I did. And I even said to my wife, I said, if the cocaine and the fucking crack didn't kill me, you think these appendix person's going to kill me? You need to fucking <laughs> chill the fuck out. This guy's out of his mind. 50% right. chance I get better odds in Vegas. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> you should have saw what I did to an eight ball. <laughs>
2: Look,
0: I, I don't want to get in to like a COVID debate, right? But when I got COVID, this guy goes to me, we well, worried, okay, like, couldn't fucking kill me and the amount of drink that I did. you think fucking COVID's gonna kill me? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like this system can take anything.
2: Yeah. So
0: I'm going <laughs> like this. Every day when you wake up, you have to go beyond believing. You just say, I know i fucking know i'm gonna heal and i know i'm gonna prove everyone wrong and you embed it so deep in your subconscious mind and your soul that it becomes undeniable like i said you don't send a tiger to jungle school he's a fucking tiger you're a fucking tiger and anyone that gets in your frequency and tells you you won't heal you can say mike diamond my friend told me to tell you this go fuck yourself yeah and if you don't like that Take a big sandwich, it's a Mike Diamond sandwich, and you can chew on that shit and go fuck yourself. Because (laughs) because I've already healed. And if you don't believe I'm healed, what you'll do is you'll read about it in a book, and you'll be like, oh my God, you heal. And you're like, motherfucker, I told you I was going to heal. Get out of my lane.
1: And and, 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 And what do you have to lose? Like, if anything, you're going to have a good, you're going to have a good outlook. You're going to live the rest of your life happy and you're going to be positive. There's nothing to lose from trying it and doing it. you've nothing to exactly. lose.
4: And exactly. And I'm doing like this doctor said to me, he goes, you have one weekend after chemo, you can't go out. And then I want you going out doing everything you want, living your best life. And that's what I'm doing.
0: Do, yeah. do, 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 do. Don't listen to doctors. Okay, first no of all, doctors, but, so, but, but I'm doing thing.
4: everything I want.
0: You do everything. way. First of all, who has the. First of all, first of all, we all know, right, that there is a timeline, right? We don't know the timeline, but nothing is permanent. The body actually has a timeline, right? We know that. But we also know that spiritually things can go on forever. It's being proved if you break down energy, energy can be transferred, never destroyed. And we are energy if you break down cells, okay? So if someone tells you, right and puts a label on you who gives them the power to play god in your life
4: no one they just think they're god they think they're ah. god to their doctors
1: they're going there for the a lot of times they've been doing it so long they go there for the paycheck they don't have any right. empathy they don't have any they at that point i mean look at look at kane he just got someone else's fucking blood results on his test the other day they don't care they gave he thought he had blood cancer and it was someone else's test yeah. like they don't give a they're just doing a job man. You
4: didn't
1: tell me that.
3: You didn't tell me that. Well, I didn't want to tell you. See, yeah, because I was all worried. I googled, I googled my blood results from last week, and I'm like, blood cancer. I'm going in there for kidney. Mike, you don't know, I, I have uh, stage two kidney disease. She thinks it might have to do with all the cocaine I used to do. (laughs) But we used to do. But but I'm like you guys. I'm like both of you. In my head, I'm like, I'm not really all that worried. I know that I'm going to reverse the numbers and be fine. But. There was a part of the test, there was a couple on there that I didn't recognize, and I'm like, what the fuck are these? So I'm Googling them, and I'm like, why would they test me for a form of blood cancer? So I go in there yesterday, and she's looking through the papers, and she's like, okay, okay. She goes, what's this one? She's pointing to it. I go, I don't fucking know. I don't know how to say it. What is that? She goes, I didn't prescribe that test. And so uh, she, we were confused. I'm like, did they give me that test and those are my results or are they someone else's test? She calls the lab. She comes back. She goes, oh, no, the lab put someone else's results on, on, in yours by accident. And then she's like, that's why you never Google.
1: These people have their own lives, their own families, their own depression that they're going through. How do you figure out that they feel that they can do you and five other people that they're working with and worry about you? They got, you know what I mean? It's impossible. You got to worry about you. You have to worry about you.
0: Look, Robin, you're a comeback story. I wouldn't take anyone serious. I wouldn't take their opinion as fact. I would just do you, get up every day. Look, how about this, right? What if you lived to fucking 80 or 90, and you're a miserable person? like The guy that, that told me I shouldn't go to America, and I won the green card, died at 50.
2: Wow. Never,
0: never, wow. never went anywhere. And, I, and this is the craziest thing. When I went back to visit him, I said to him, I said, dude, you don't look good. Three weeks later, he was dead from cancer. Oh, no. Here I am, traveled the world, lived every a billion lives, did more drugs than a goddamn, that <laughs> should have killed 10 <laughs> villages. I should, I nearly <laughs> died of stomach surgery. Now I help people in sobriety and people are like, you don't look like you fucking aged. You know yeah, no, you look kids? exactly
3: the same.
1: Not not only that, she, 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 and Robin, you're you're going roller skating, you're roller rinks, you're doing your axe throwing, you're you're doing all kinds of stuff, rope courses yeah. and whatnot. I should be, uh, you know, you're doing things that people should be doing every day, and they're not. And you're taking mm-hmm. advantage of it, and like you're you're doing great.
4: I know. And we we were supposed to do this big fun thing over the last few weeks, but it got canceled because of the snow. I mean, we have plans all the time.
2: Yeah. Um,
4: and as soon as like you know, in the next few weeks, I mean, we have so many things. We have planned and just so you guys know because i know kane hasn't told you yet we're taking the show on the road we're going uh did you tell them we're taking a two-week rv ride so we're going to be on the road
3: no RV. no i was going to wait until we had that all planned out but yeah no we, we will eventually do that for yeah. sure 100 and uh housemate
1: lisa we're going on the road you bring lisa sure yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> lisa.
4: No, that's because... all
1: lisa wants is a, is a road trip with kane she's yeah, getting yeah, it she's yeah. finally getting it I love House... to do
4: uh, go cross country it's absolutely and, uh, so it's going to be three and Bella and of course my dog Bella
1: uh-huh. so we're gonna that'll be it. awesome that's amazing
3: yeah. yeah she wants to go see all the stupid shit like the, the biggest ball of twine and yeah. uh the uh, world's largest booger and shit like that so we're going to yes. make all those we're going to make all those stops off the freeway and that you never like you laugh at them but we're going to make all those stops world's it'll largest... be a
4: while though because I have yeah. Aruba coming in Paris and in between Jeez. Japan, a couple things.
3: yes amazing yeah Well, that's great. Uh, Robin, I I hope you got, I I got so much out of Mike. I hope you got a lot out of him too.
4: I absolutely did. I absolutely did. And I just have to say one thing. So all of your followers like on your show have been amazing writing to me. I love all of your like your fans. Like everybody is so awesome. I love them. I have to just tell you. And um, I have made some amazing friends. Um, And of course, Kane knows I've been telling him. I've made some like great friends that like now we like talk all the time.
1: <laughs> That's good.
3: That's yeah. amazing. The one especially from Connecticut. You feel a special connection with, right? Yeah. Yes. I have this girl.
4: Um. Yeah. I've become like really good friends with this one girl from Connecticut. It is absolutely amazing. Yep.
3: That's great. So, What's your Instagram again?
4: Um. It is no underscore one fights alone. Oh eight three one. Yep.
1: And yours too, Mike. Tell everyone yours so they can follow you too. Because you get yeah. there. The Mike
0: underscore Diamond. I had to do that because the fucking Beastie Boys guys. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You guys have Mike D from the Beastie Boys How is that possible?
3: What's happening? No, we'll uh, well, you know, we'll post on the social, Kane and Corey, Facebook and Instagram, and we'll make sure that we post those links. And you've got a book, of course, and your podcast. Plug those two things.
0: Uh, So I've got a new book coming out called A Dose of Positivity. Yeah, I have an old book called Seven Steps to an Unbreakable Mindset. I have a podcast called A Dose of Positivity, which you guys will come on. Um, And yeah, and I try to fucking help people stay sober and make empowering choices.
3: TheMikeDiamond.com is your website, correct? Yeah. So That's all it. all that stuff he just talked about, all the information is right there. The Mike and if, you to, if you want, if you
1: want, if we want to talk and get the crack hunter, you know, what I mean, all we need is a GoPro and a couple Let's cameras. Let's go. It will dude, Come on, yeah. man. Dude, we'll I'll make be the
3: millions. I'll operate the boom. I don't care. You know, I want to be I, a part of this one. Unlike when you I've told me got, that I could be in the Scott the show. Yeah. I've already already the when the you told me that I could be on the Scott Weiland show and you wouldn't <laughs> let me, this one I'm going to be a part of.
1: Yo, Mike, I'll be the 260-pound guy that comes in the second time. All right, I'll be like the second guy in. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, because I mean, he,
3: he knows he knows karate. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> want to
4: be part of whatever this <laughs> is. No problem. Hey, you
3: can guys, you can be the you can be the host.
4: I have I, to. Oh I, can
0: I be I like, have to go and chase my son. My son.
1: Okay, Mike. Like, oh, okay. Mike's, gotta, Mike's gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Mike's
3: gotta
0: go. Sorry, sorry. I have to. My son's getting up, and I got to get him to school. I love you guys. I know how that goes. Love
3: you, Mike. Love you. This is great.
0: Um, Robin, you can hit get, get my number from Kane. Whatever you need, I'm there for you.
4: Absolutely.
0: Thanks, love buddy. Love you guys. Um, love for you, mate, buddy. having me on. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thank anytime. You Thank you, Mike. See ya. All right, Duty.
4: All right, and Duty. Love you guys.
3: Love you so much. We we'll love you. Um, See you later. What are we doing our next
1: activity?
4: Okay, absolutely. And the guys, you guys can really come join anytime. It would be so much fun.
1: Absolutely. Was yeah, it a couple I, weekends. I, I, I usually hmm. don't go on. I usually don't, don't go to the tunnel, but maybe I'll make an exception. Then,
4: <laughs> no, we're going to do knockerball. It'll be so much
3: fun. You
1: guys <laughs> should come. He's a city snob. <laughs> knockerball. No, it's where you get into like the giant.
3: It's like a giant inflatable round thing, and you just sort of run into each other. I know. I know. Okay. You know what that was? I didn't. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye. Love bye. you, duty. Bye. See you. you. Bye. Oh, there
1: you go. And then there was three. I missed them already. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how hard it was for me not to laugh when he said anus and all that other stuff. Like, <laughs> no. I'm just, I like, I'm like, dude. When, he was talking he's talking about cancer, so I'm trying to stay serious. But this dude's talking about anus and having his colon removed, I'm like, oh no.
3: Yeah, Stop. when he said uh, like she had anal cancer, I'm like, shut up, Corey. <laughs> no, he
1: didn't say <laughs> I was anal. Waiting. He didn't say anal. He said cancer he, on cancer her. Of he the said anus. Can, no, cancer on her anus. And when he said <laughs> anus, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know biting, what? I bit my cheek so fucking hard. So I did.
3: you asked so many lucid questions throughout the interview and you were so good. And then like yeah, the real Corey came out towards the end there. Yeah. I'm
1: a real, real Corey's an anomaly, man. Cause I'm lucid sometimes and I'm not sometimes I'm a smart <laughs> guy, man. Uh, I know. All right, let's Always wrap the it up God with some done. news. We did, the, we did the Crack Hunter show on YouTube.
2: Oh, you bet. You bet.
3: And now, from a location unknown for his safety, it's Kay with the Not Quite News. Not Quite! I really don't want to call it Crack Hunter, though, right? You can't, like, call it. You have to call it Interventionist.
1: Call it what the fuck you want. It's Crack Hunter, dude. Why not? <laughs> because he's not hunting the Crack. He- it's not Crack Head Hunter. He's cracking yeah, okay. down on the crack. You know what I mean? Right. Crack Hunter.
3: That is catchier than mine. Mine dude. is
1: boring. The interventionists, <laughs> interventionists, <laughs> like a bunch of guys, sound, you're right, a bunch of guys. Come with lab coats.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like what you're saying. He's saying he's just, the intro is a slow motion walk, him swinging a bat,
1: fucking bat breaking windows on Skid Row.
3: <laughs> Super Bowl party hosts, uh, be aware your chicken wings alone will be 26% more costly than they were last year. Jeez.
1: No, you know what? Fuck, this is good. Chicken wings deserve this respect. Chicken wings deserve to be a little bit more pricey. They are, they've, been like, they've been given the back seat of like chicken, man. They, they're, they're delicious.
3: You're all for ridiculously oh. priced chicken wings?
1: Yeah, maybe there'll be some left over and not, none of them will be out of stock when I want to go buy some. By
3: the way, um, Fire and Flavor Grill, Wilson, he's our uh, sponsor on the Wednesday Free Show, they have a deal. For Super Bowl and it's uh, it's a great deal and also ten percent off if you mention Kane and Corey. Just saying,
2: mm.
3: if you want to get your Super Bowl food from there, Fire and flavored Grill in the Touchin. Super Bowl point spread now is three point five. It opened at four point five. The Rams now favored by three and a half. Anybody hmm. bet? No, no, no. I'm not uh, gonna bet on this one either. Yeah, we got. My... Ooh, I think... Let's do, make our prediction. See who's uh, the rightest on Monday.
1: I'm saying the Rams by three.
3: Rams, you know what? Give me a score so we can really get in there.
1: I'm saying Rams are going to win 17, uh, 21, 7. No, that that would be by 4. Okay, yeah, 17, 21, Rams win by 4.
3: 21, 17. Jay, what's your score? I'm
1: going with the Bengals, 21, 14.
3: 21, 14. I think you're way underselling this. I think even despite the fact that the the Rams got a – a killer defensive line, and the Cincinnati Bengals have a horseshit offensive line. I'm still, I'm think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go Cincinnati 38, Rams 31.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Where'd you get we'll 38 from? 30. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's divisible by 38, isn't it?
3: 35. Five touchdowns and a field goal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though, in this in this NFL. You get all these weird scores, 19 to 11, Yeah, (laughs) which I don't like. I'm a purist. When they first instituted the two-point conversion, I'm like,
1: no, I don't like that. I like everything the way it's supposed to be. And then they'll throw in a safety somehow. There's two random two points. It'll be two to 10. Exactly. Two to 10. (laughs) And they move the extra point backs, and now you
3: miss a lot of extra points. You get these weird fucking scores. The Jets scored three touchdowns in one of the games late in the season and they, they didn't, they missed all the extra points. It was 18
1: <laughs> Oh, jets.
3: I, oh, that's the jetsiest thing they've done all year.
1: The jets Pencil- need to talk to Mike diamond. <laughs> yeah, no shit.
3: Pennsylvania Denny's manager involved in a uh, meth and fentanyl enterprise. He was uh, selling meth. I think it was a woman selling meth and fentanyl out of her vehicle in the parking lot at Denny's. She sat briefly with the undercover officer and the confidential informant inside the Denny's as well. But she would, she would just, you know, oh, hang on, come meet me in my car. And she'd tell them all kinds of fentanyl, deadliest yeah. drug there is, almost.
1: Yeah. She looked around, and said, "Oh fuck, I thought this was the Waffle House."
3: <laughs> uh, she's tasted the Grand Slam. Now get ready for the Grand Slammer. <laughs> hey, I like that? That was good. <laughs> This seems like it defeats the purpose. Tinder has a new feature. It's a blind date feature. Oh. <laughs> um, forces you to chat with somebody before you see any pictures of them. You answer some questions, then it matches you to someone based on common answers. It only tells you the name and the age, and then you got to talk to them before you can see their profile. Sounds yeah, no thanks.
1: That's awful. <laughs> that defeats the purpose of Tinder. Yeah. Doesn't on it? Tinder for a blind date? You want to see the- yeah match up with?
3: I can talk to somebody at the bar and be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: what do I got to do it on Tinder for? Imagine you
1: invested all this time and you, you're like, we had a 10 minute great conversation and boom, they show you picture and you're like, oh, what a fucking waste. Oh,
3: seriously. <laughs> That's 10 minutes. You will never get back. That would really piss me off. I didn't think about that.
1: Cause yes, emotional connection means something, but so does physical connection. Cause if you don't have physical connection, then what do you have? Nothing. So you mean to tell me that if you connected with this person, 10, 15 minutes, then That's you right. saw her picture and she wasn't, up to par as far as looks. You wouldn't at least go out with her and try nope. her out, like you know. Nah. No. No. no, I'm yeah. shallow. Wow. If I can't have a sexual physical connection with her, then I don't want that. No, I mean we could be friends, maybe. Nah, probably not. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. At least
4: be
3: yeah a no, dream, no, you got to have that spark. You got to have that sexual, yeah. that fire, yeah. that connection. I mean, otherwise, what's the point? You know what I mean? You can still be yeah. friends. Yeah. There was She, a country country she doesn't want to hear
1: that though. There's a Chris song that. that I've heard back in the day, and I think it was that don't impress me much. And that's how I feel about the conversation. You know she would I mean?
3: have to be really beat, though. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, ridden hard and put away wet. I mean, I, I wouldn't... That be not, not judgmental. <laughs> no. If she was... If she was. Av- I would go out with her. <laughs> it, to be as really long as it didn't when I saw yeah. her, I would go out
2: with her. <laughs> 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 exactly. Oh, God.
3: And uh, guys, let the woman make the first move, and new survey found that Dates are more likely to end up as sleepovers if it's the woman who initiates the first move. You're more likely to have sex on the first date if it's the lady who asked you out.
1: Yeah, we can't initiate that, you know? And do they have consent? They better be, the woman better be asking for consent. Because just because I have a boner doesn't mean I want to do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Does I it? Thought that's, that's exactly what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> would you yeah, like would the that, food? Would that, like, stand up in, would that stand up in court? Well, Your Honor, he had a, a erection. The guy's like, what?
3: Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Also, have a dog in your dating profile because that increases your chances of a romantic match. 76% of people that were uh, surveyed by by Rover said they'd be more likely to match with somebody who featured a dog in their uh, photos or their bio. What if you're the dog? Woof, woof. Does that count? Yeah. Uh, Breeds that are most likely to work? Golden Retrievers, Labradors, Cockapoos. Pause for Corey's joke. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's what happens when you have butt sex <laughs> <laughs> Oh god
2: That's a cockapoo oh, no, no, no. I'm talking, I've got a on it
3: <laughs> And uh, border collies uh, Rover these people They suggest not posting a picture Of your pit bull eating your baby
2: <laughs>
1: Oh I was going to hit this But come <laughs> on
3: <laughs> Damn that probably wouldn't work. They don't eat babies, think. just toddlers. They,
1: <laughs> they wait just, till they have. They wait till they have more meat on them. <laughs> they don't. They don't need, they just chew on them.
3: <laughs> they, oh, listen, man. They taste them when they're babies, and then they let them grow if they yeah. like what they taste. I a, like I I'm going to wait proud, till this is bigger.
1: I was a proud bull owner. Me too. What happened I am to it? currently died it. lymphoma.
3: It got lymphoma.
1: Yeah.
3: And you know what? You should have probably had Mike Diamond talk to yeah. us. <laughs> That fucking dog would still be here.
1: <laughs> do you, you think? Have, I should have fucking hummed to it.
3: <laughs> How about some celebrity news? There's actually some good stories. Seth Rogen, I'm back to liking him now after this.
1: Really? It's Seth Rogen, you like Seth Rogen? You you didn't, you uh, didn't like him very much.
3: No, I don't, but I, saying here, he said, why would anybody want to watch the Oscars? He says, I don't get, now this is an actor himself, I don't get why movie people care so much if other people care what awards we give ourselves. Yeah. Spot on, right? He says, to me, maybe people just don't care. I don't care who wins the automobile awards. (laughs) (laughs) He says, no other industry expects everyone to care about what awards they shower upon themselves. Mm -hmm. Still spot on. He goes, you know, the Oscars of the ratings, all the award shows, the ratings have plummeted. Seth says, why? Maybe people just don't care. Maybe they did it for a while. They stopped caring. And why should they? Yeah. Amen. I haven't watched an award show. I used to watch the Grammys just because it was music and, you know, that's what we did for a living.
1: But I can't I, even stand I those I didn't anymore. get through any of them. I couldn't get the MTV, uh, maybe the movie awards from the MTV or the music video awards, that I would watch some of that, but I could never, mm-hmm. ever get through all of it.
2: The and way you, they
1: just you, the you, you get the highlights, anyways, yeah. the next days. That's all you need. You don't need to watch the whole thing.
3: Yeah, and especially the Grammys, they just disrespect rock and roll. They give those mm-hmm. awards out. First of all, the bands they choose and the albums they choose, like they're clueless about the genre, but then they give those awards out not even on television. They give them out yeah. like the day before yeah. Yeah. in the private ceremony. Kanye is going to threaten to drop out of Coachella. Well, he did threaten to drop out of Coachella. Billie Eilish doesn't apologize to Travis Scott.
1: I'm sorry, are you calling it Coachella? Yeah, what is Coachella?
3: Oh, did I say that? I'm Coachella. All right, sorry. I don't know why I said that Coachella, um, trap let me mispronounce some more words <laughs> he says Travis Scott will perform with him at Coachella but he wants Billy Eilish
1: to apologize <laughs> or he'll drop out he wants he wants 18 year old Billy Eilish to apologize you want an 18 year old to apologize you're a grown man this is a kid I know
3: what you, do you know what she she he wants her to apologize for no Last weekend, she stopped a show so a fan could grab their inhaler. And she says, I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. Oh. And so, so Ye thought that was a shot at Travis Scott. And so he got insulted by that. He goes, who's who's insulted?
1: Wait, is Travis insulted or, or Ye? Kanye's insulted.
3: Ye's insulted. So
1: why does it, Travis isn't even insulted. Travis is the one that should be insulted. Not you, Kanye. What the fuck? How does that he make says, sense?
3: He says, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea what was happening when he was on stage.
1: Oh, he saw the ambulance and just kept performing.
3: We all know that. We saw that. We believe our eyes. Don't tell us what we already saw. And Billy said, you know what? Um, Literally, I never said a thing about Travis. I was just helping a fan
1: but but that's yeah. the thing if you feel guilty then it's your fault for feeling guilty right if you why feel did if, that you, sting if, so much? if you feel like you did something wrong then you probably did something wrong because yeah. didn't Cat Williams do the same thing didn't all these other artists there was a there was a bunch of things that happened after that concert of people stopping their show and saying I want to stop the show for this person mm-hmm. now it's Billy's fault why
3: right Billy's Billy has to apologize for being nice yeah. Uh, the new. Jo- jo- I watched the trailer for this this morning. It looks fucking awesome, Jurassic World. It's got the uh, the original Jurassic Park stars back. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum are in Amazing. this movie. Amazing.
1: Jeff's oh. in it too. All right. Yeah,
3: they're reviving two sets of dinosaurs.
1: Okay. No, okay. No, it's not. You know what?
3: Do <laughs> uh, you know who Patrick Wilson is? He's an actor. Which one is he? I'm not sure. I saw his picture and I didn't really know who he was. He's in some new show. Maybe he's in Reacher? I don't know. Uh, but he confessed in a recent interview that, yes, he has eaten dog poop. Hey, man, we've all been to Taco Bell.
1: Hey, no, stop it. No.
3: Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was asked, what's the worst thing you've put in your mouth? And boy, I I'm sure a lot of answers were going through his head, but he says, it's probably dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. I'm sure in my quest to pick up dog crap and cat, I'm looking at you in the chat, and my because that's what she does. She loves it. In my quest to pick up dog crap, I've licked the bag to open the bag, and then it's on my hand, and then I got oh. dog shit in there, and like, oh, there you go. <laughs> Dude,
1: he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in the Conjuring movies. He was in a, a bunch of TV shows. He was in Aquaman, fan of the Opera, Watchmen, Insidious. I know. Right, I, know this, I know this guy. I know this you know guy. this guy for sure. Yeah.
3: All right, I didn't recognize him. Cat, have you had dog poop in your mouth? Let me know in the chat before we go. Snoop Dogg is being sued for uh, sexual assault and battery. Just like all dogs, he seems friendly at first, and then when you least expect it, he starts humping your leg.
1: That's just a prerequisite of owning Death Row Records. He bought
3: Death Row Records. Isn't that fucking crazy? And finally... um, Fauci says that a fourth dose of the COVID vaccine may be required for some people. Yeah, pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna have taken as many pricks as a Kardashian.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh no! Stop it, Ray J. Leave me alone. Play <laughs> the music. Oh, get
3: the hell out of here! Wow, enjoy the Super Bowl. This what a way a really... to wrap
1: up such a positive show.
2: Yeah, well,
3: <laughs> you know. There wasn't a lot in the way of jokes. It was a great show. I loved it. Maybe my favorite show yet, but, you know, you got to bring the funny a little bit yeah, at the end there.
1: absolutely. I agree.
3: All right. Good luck, everybody, with your uh, gambling and your picks and have a good Super Bowl party.
2: up <laughs> kikabai, sayonara. Later. Kane and Corey.